guys, welcome back to the podcast, the Everyday Life Podcast. Uh, I have with me Miss Julie Woodruff, Miss Brooke Volan, or as we like to call Susan, and we have Andy Williams on here with us as well. So what we're doing throughout this podcast series is we're walking through the book Forgotten Power by David Butts. It's a simple theology of prayer. So if you haven't picked up the book yet, you can find it for about 15 bucks on Amazon or Andy's got it on his smartphone. So wherever you get stuff like that, you can find the book there as well. I think it was what about the same, about same 12 price bucks. there. Yeah. 12, 12 bucks yeah. there. So man, it's been really awesome. Uh, go back and watch previous episodes if you haven't seen them yet, but like we always do, we want you to get to know us a little bit better before we dive into each chapter. And today we're going to mix it up a little bit. We're actually going to cover, uh, I have pages falling out, so maybe get the, the, the Kindle version. Me too. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but we're actually going to cover chapters five and six today. Uh, the first chapter we're going to talk about is the early church. But before we get into that, you guys have submitted some questions. Uh, and then I have just come up with some of my own questions. I was going to say, the, did the, they really submit them? Or yeah, no, they really did. They, no, they really did. They really did. Uh, Andy, I don't know. Andy, so Andy's many people, so many that. people want to know so much about Andy. I don't know if it's he's just so mysterious, he's so mysterious for some reason. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like I am. I mean, you're treadneck. You you yeah, right. look like a biker right yeah. now, okay. although you don't okay. own a motorcycle. That doesn't feel mysterious to me. No, it's not. I'm just making up stuff now. So, anyways, all right. First question, Andy. Okay. Your mom asked, uh, who's your favorite parent? <laughs> that's, what, that's what she said. That's not even fair. That's, that's what your mom asked. Okay. And Since I think mom everybody asked wants it, to know. I would say, gosh, that I can't answer that. You have to. Since your mom asked. If you had your mom. Watch this. Um, I think, no. Um, my mom will definitely show this to my dad <laughs> after I say this. But, uh, I like your mom already. I mean, I feel like. Uh, I'm a you don't have to answer. I, I'm a mama's boy. I'm right, a mama's, boy. A mama's boy. I love my dad, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, I love my dad. Yeah, shout That's, out to all the dads out there. All right, so next question. Wasn't uh, somebody asked, they said, listen, we know Andy likes to hunt and fish, so we don't want to know that. But they want to know what everybody else's hobbies are. So <laughs> I don't what, have one. What, well, we got to talk about that. So okay. what do you do? We'll start with Brooke. Brooke, what do you do for fun? How do you relax? She, she Her eyes just got big. My hobbies um, are kind of non-existent besides whatever my family wants to do right now. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, I like Kids. I like being outdoors a lot. Um, what do I like to do? I like working out. I just started working out about yeah. a year ago and I enjoy it much more than I expected because a lot of my friends from Long Hollow have started going to and we have this thing where we you know, text every day. What time right, are we right. working out together? And yeah. I don't know. It's kind of fun. I mean, I don't think that's a hobby. But no, I think it's definitely a hobby. Yeah. Not my hobby. I don't know how much I really enjoy doing it. I right. think I enjoy the camaraderie more than I do. There you go. That's fun. Um, actually yeah. working out. What about you? Well, Ms. I Julie? just repeat exactly what she said. I don't have anything that I really do. I do work out three times a week. And so that has mm -hmm. become enjoyable for me, which. Yeah. And don't you work out with Crazy. Lauren? I do with my so daughter. That's so that's oh, fun. So that's, that's fun. fun. And um, we do it early morning. Five every, every day? No, three days a week. Three, three days, days a week. week. Mm -hmm. And the friend. And so. I have I have come to really enjoy that and yeah. miss it if I don't do it. But as far as anything else, I don't. Yeah. I'm not, that's about all I do. You know, I, I figured out about four or five months ago that I didn't have any hobbies. Like any hobbies I had that had become. That's not true. Well, listen, let me finish okay. my sentence. All right. Okay. All right? <laughs> so I figured out that any hobbies I had had become side hustles. Oh, so it okay. had taken, like I really enjoyed doing woodworking. And then I was like, oh, I can make money at this. And then all of a sudden it's a job and not a hobby. 
gotcha. and wasn't as enjoyable. So uh, I picked up some hobbies. I started fishing. Okay. And I'm still scared to death to touch them, but, but I really enjoy <laughs> going fishing. Uh, and I wrote down uh, six months ago that I wanted to buy an old truck to fix up. So I did it. I bought an old there truck and I fixed it up. It's been fun. So I do want to start a volleyball league, a long haul of volleyball okay. league. Okay. Do you I think really? Volleyball is so fun. It is fun. And there's like a handful of girls here that love it. So yeah. Right. Well, we had a hobby. rhythms one night and yes. Brooke was the... Tearing it up, huh? Oh my goodness. Oh, I literally tore it up. Was. I tore my rotator cuff. Yes. <laughs> so tore it up. I had to... Yeah. I had to take a break for a while. All right, well, listen, if you would like to join Brooke's <laughs> sand volleyball team, uh, you can reach out to her on social. How can they find you on social? What's your at Brooke Volan? Is that what it is? Yeah, sure. There you go, at Brooke yeah. Volan. You can join her volleyball team. All right, last question, then we're going to dive into this. Uh, the holidays are right around the corner. Yes. What is your favorite or maybe like a weird holiday tradition that y'all have? Hmm. Yeah, I can start because I already know what mine is. So I already knew what the question was. So um, every Thanksgiving, we'll gather, like our whole family get together, and we'll gather all the pumpkins from the season. So I'll bring my pumpkins, my brothers, my mom, et cetera, and then we'll bust the pumpkins on Thanksgiving. So we'll oh, legit cool. like play baseball, kind of throw yeah. the pumpkins, smash them, just random, but something we always do. We That's fine. Yeah. We used to do this thing. Oh, um, we got something coming oh. in oh, okay. while you're talking. What well, we got? What is this is tell me that's Robert. Than what we did last Connie. week. Oh, oh, we here. Connor. Oh. Connor. Connor, you should see. Oh. All right. You thank you, guys. Hey, y'all wave the camera. So, all right. So, we got Robert Hutchinson, Connor Bogardis. I think Thanks, I said his guys. name right. Uh, just came in. They brought us chocolate milk, tambourine. I'm just going to go ahead and taste uh, that, Andy. And let chocolate me know how milk. It is. So, here's the thing. Oh, is this got like a like is a sippy cup? Are we supposed what to shake it? Shake it. it? Shake it. You can shake it if you want to. You don't shake it. It says it up top. Oh, it does. Do not shake. shake. Says, oh, I just did. Literally says do not shake. So, <laughs> I wonder if it's going to come. I'm so here's the thing. I had, I confessed to y'all a couple episodes ago that I did not drink the kombucha. Yeah, you did because that. it smelled terrible. And today I'm just going to tell you on the front end I'm not drinking this. Why? Uh, lactose intolerant. Oh yes, you are. No, oh. I'm lactose intolerant. Oh no, I think no, you should definitely drink it. No, are you I serious? I think you should definitely drink it. It's not dairy free. What, what happens says, when what you is drink? That thing on the top? Oh like, no, it says lactose free. It's like a new. Yeah, you got it. You got lactose free. No, it scares me. Protein, protein, just try. Protein. Hey, drink it and let's just see how long you last. How long you last? Protein sometimes messes me up too. Lactose. I don't know why. So, all right, no, well, listen, definitely taste if this. you would like to try this, um, you can. I don't know what I think about else. that. You're not sponsored. Not sponsored. I don't sponsored. know what I think about that. Not sponsored. I look like how cold it is. It's neat packaging. We can talk about that. Anyways. Okay. So, Andy. Taste test. What have do y'all think? any of y'all had this before? Have y'all had this? Okay. The room has had this. Okay. And have you like ever it? had it? I've never had it. No. Have y'all Becca, ever had it? Have no. you had this? No. Oh, wow. uh, Becca has not had it. Becca is uh, runs all of our social at our church, and yep. her husband is the one that's brought this. All right, this well, that's not Connor, bad. So. Yeah, I'm acting like I don't like it, but I've drinking, I've taken like ten drinks. Of it. So you it's like so it? Good. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Okay, yeah, well, shout out to our not sponsor this episode. <laughs> all right, la, how do you say it? La com, la combi, uh, la tambourine. <laughs> la all right, anyways, day. anyways, all right, for Andy. What <laughs> is so your before? Uh, so for the longest time, whenever Kristen and I got married. We would travel on Thanksgiving to go see um, her grandmother, which that's changed the past two years. But one of the things what we would do is, because she lived so far away, we wouldn't eat Thanksgiving dinner with family. We would go to Cracker Barrel mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving, which was kind of... I, I like that. So is that weird? No, that's not weird. Yeah. So we like, wouldn't have as... Thanksgiving dinner. It would just be us. Yeah. And we would go to 
Cracker Barrel. We've like the same ordered, Cracker Barrel. ordered it in multiple times. Oh, it's yeah. just so much easier. It is so much easier. So I have a really easier. strange Christmas tradition that just started about six years ago. My dad um, got remarried, and so we have like two families right. that have come together. And we've started doing this photo exchange, mm-hmm. and it's really hilarious. Everyone takes a self-portrait and we make them as weird as possible (laughs) and we wrap them and put them on a table. Everyone draws numbers and whoever's picture you get, you have to hang it in your house for the entire year. Oh my goodness. For the entire year. For the entire year. That's awesome. And sometimes they are highly inappropriate. Sometimes they go into a a bookshelf, but like they're always really funny and just evoke a lot of questions from visitors like, yeah, why do you have sure. that photo hanging on your wall That's okay well hey you guys funny. be on the lookout we're gonna acquire <laughs> a couple of their family photos that are really weird and we'll be sure to let you guys my dad see actually so has an airbnb that. that he he accidentally left one of my photos in there and <laughs> oh, you know yeah. i'm a very I don't, I'm not like a dark person, you know, right, like right, I don't right. have real dark humor and mm-hmm. I thought it would be funny to like paint my eyes black and like just make it look, make it scary. Brooke was right. one of my photos. Yeah. And a church that I lead worship at often had a leadership retreat at my dad's Airbnb and they pull open the drawer in the dining room and pull this scary photo of me out. And that is, very they pulled out a picture That's, of Susan. Yeah, oh, Susan. That wasn't Brooke. That was Susan, y'all. That is oh, so they're all texting me. If you don't know who Susan is, go back and watch previous episodes. Just don't. That's hilarious. Just don't do it. That is so funny. Oh, we've got to go do it. All right, Julie, well, what about y'all you? Y'all have just fun? made me realize how boring I really am. No. I have to start oh, some new on. traditions. I, I yeah, really am trying to think, uh, yeah, of what we do and Typically, we're not even together on Christmas because well, my kids go. You know, it's a yeah. new thing for me. Change we're that. only together. At, I'm just kidding. I, I know. <laughs> um, Thanksgiving. So, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. It's, okay. So, I got some suggestions. We, I mean, we eat turkey. We, yeah. you know, we have the same meal right. practically right. every time that we do it. Uh, one tradition is, but it's not weird, yeah. is that Lauren and I spend the day cooking. You yeah. Know, the day oh, that's before. fun. So, that's super but fun. it is super fun, but mm-hmm. it's not anything like yeah. the picture. That yeah. Well, I know it's not like that. that so idea right there. We, we have a blended things. family as well. So, we always have to get creative. <clears throat> I remember I used to be like really stressed out about holidays. Like, how am I ever going to fit everybody in? Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Now we're just digging up my childhood. But um, <laughs> but some fun things we have done along the way. So my dad will go all spend the night at his house, Christmas Eve, Eve. So Christmas, mm-hmm. Adam. Uh, Adam came for Eve. Anyways. Oh, so, oh, uh, wow. so we'll all like every, like my <laughs> wow. brothers, my step siblings, all their fans, everybody staying there. And we'll play games all night. That's a lot of fun. But then uh, growing up, we used to do Thanks Christmas. So we would just blow thanksgiving up and we do, and do christmas, christmas then okay. oh, like cool. with extended family and stuff so that was a lot of fun you know yeah. growing up we never decorated for christmas prior mm-hmm. to thanksgiving we always yeah. had to get through thanksgiving yeah. oh really then. yes and mm. that is one thing that i have started because yeah. it's like why would i waste and wait yeah yeah because mm. it's too much fun to i'm celebrate. putting my yeah. tree up on saturday you are mm. this saturday i think so yeah, yeah so okay. here's the thing growing up in robertson county here in tennessee i learned this um, I put my Christmas up, lights up last year, and I just left them yep. up all year long, and now I'm ready to go. <laughs> well, there you go. Like, literally, if you go to my front yard right now, my Christmas lights are in the tree. No, I'm just no. all I got to just plug them up. Yeah. Wow. And moving okay. on. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get into chapter five. Again, we're going to cover chapter five and chapter six. So appreciate you guys talking. Julie, last question. 
You hate cats. We've talked about that yeah. on the podcast. But I feel like you're wearing a cat printed shirt. Like, is that oh, cat printed? Well, oh. No, that's horrible. No, that's I a think good catch. Even think about yeah, that. Yeah, so just think about so, that. So last week, Andrew is in the car <laughs> driving, and he sends me this picture of a cat hotel or well, a cat cafe. Cat cafe. Cat yeah. cafe. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've heard about it. Those are real things. Right. And that's we, really scary. speaking of prayer, we went and prayed for a friend of ours last week. And leaving their oh, yeah. house, oh, yeah. there's a cat on the front porch. Yeah. And I had to video Julie. I didn't uh, even know she had a cat. cat. We drive up and the cat greets me. Right. You've gotten two cats, haven't you? <laughs> Just since one. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this potty trains. All right. Okay. All right. If you haven't heard about Brooke potty training her cat either, you can go back and listen to it. No, we've already talked about it. Yeah, I've already started my own podcast on it. All right, chapter five, the early church. Okay, so I want to know what comes to mind. So when we say the early church, we're talking about the church that you read about in Acts, the early beginning of believers gathering together. I love to hear from you guys. What comes to mind when you think of the early church? Well, I think starting in Acts 2, when it mm-hmm. says that those hundred believers went and Jesus told them, go and wait until the Holy Spirit comes. Right. And them just praying in that room, mm-hmm. little room, and right. those, you know, they're mm-hmm. just waiting right. for the, the Spirit to move. And I, it always amazes me to, to see how many passages. He even put it in this chapter, I think there are 20, mm-hmm. just about how they right. specifically prayed mm-hmm. and yeah. how they went. So... Uh, just the importance of prayer. I'm always moved by that and right. reminded, mm. why don't I do that more? You know? Right. Yeah. I think the thing that I, that I think about with the early church, I, probably because this is the world that I live in, is <clears throat> very, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, when you come to a church here, you know, when you come to Long Hollow or, or really any church, I mean, uh, maybe in, in your community or wherever you're at, you know, it's probably has some, some, some sound system, some, you know, some type of, you know, creative yeah. thing right. that's happening in the room. And I think about the early churches, really all they had was the people in the room mm-hmm. and, and the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, and just think about that and how that there's power mm-hmm. in that. And you think about the church in Acts, I mean, there was a ton of power, yeah. um, and what was happening in their world, you know, um, what, when they gathered, and they didn't have anything of what we have now. Yeah. Um, and so that's the thing that I kind of think about is how yeah. simple mm-hmm. it was, but how powerful yes. it still. It didn't lose power. You know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just looked it up. So uh, Acts two forty two says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So I think for me, mm. like I man, I'm my whole life. I'm all about the teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread. And I, I think I have just neglected the prayer mm-hmm. being part of what I do naturally with yep. the body of believers. Yeah, they do outside of a program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that word I think is so important when we think about. Yeah. I mean, what does it mean to devote yourself to prayer? Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Let me ask you this: I'm What is y'all that? Oh, what, what does it, it mean? Yeah. What does it mean to devote yourself to prayer? I think. I, for me, and this is something I'm growing in, have not arrived. I think it's it's when it is who I am, not something I do. Mm, I like that. So it's not necessarily something I program into something. We mm-hmm. were having this conversation earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Julie and I were talking about, man, I feel like we need to model this. We need to pray before this and stuff. And, and I want to save that conversation for here because uh, like I went to lunch with some of the production guys not long ago and we're at lunch and somebody's like, Hey, let's pray. And literally like I go to bow my head and I'm thinking, is this totally routine? Like mm-hmm. what are we like? I'm all for prayer. Like mm-hmm. I, I love prayer, but how often do I pray out of routine or it's just a transition or it's whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's not just who I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that definition. I yeah. think that's so good. I've sometimes thought about <clears throat> the early church and just how, you know, they, a lot of them had face to face relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. himself. They yeah. experienced the death and resurrection. Right. And I Sheesh. just think about how passionate they were mm-hmm. because yeah. of all that they had witnessed. And, right. you know, I'm, I'm like, of course they devoted themselves to prayer because of all they witnessed. But then I think right. I've witnessed Mm. I've witnessed death and resurrection in my own life and all that God has done. And um, I should be just as devoted. I mean, I still mm-hmm. catch myself trying to figure things out right. on my own, yeah. right, you know, right. and not, not being desperate to, you know, bring God into it and, mm. you know, ask for his guidance on totally. things. So you just said something, Brooke, that, um, that brings something to mind on page 36 that I underlined. It's, you know, before the quotes there. Uh, it said, what did the early church do when they met together? It's not difficult to see. They prayed more than preaching, teaching, worship, or anything else. What the Bible shows is a group of people who came together to spend time talking with their resurrected Lord. That talking with peace is what really, really stood out to me. So you said they had face-to-face relationships with, mm-hmm. like, I can't think of how many times I've talked to yeah. my resurrected Lord yeah. and not with. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good word. That was convicting for me. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this: so, um, you know, chapter five for me kind of talks about you know the early church is modeling prayer. For me, this chapter is a lot about why. Why do we pray? And I just love to maybe hear some stories if you have any. Like, when's the time you've prayed about something and the Lord's answered it? People we've prayed over. Like, Andy, I think you know the story better than I do. Um, there was a couple of weeks ago, we were called to the next step area to pray over a lady. Yeah. And uh, was it cancer? It was cancer. Mm-hmm. It was cancer. So yeah. we, you know, the little information we had in that little moment, we yeah. we prayed over her. And I know you've been talking to the husband some since then. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, she essentially, I believe she essentially came back and mm-hmm. they... Like she's good to go. Yeah. Um, mm. the, the, what's interesting though is she came up to me mm-hmm. after a sun after a service on Sun, um, not this past Sunday, but a, a while back, and celebrating the right. news that she didn't have cancer, but her husband mm-hmm. was in the hospital. No. Um, sick. Yeah. But they were able, um, and I think he was pretty pretty sick. But they were, but they had a different lens right. mm. going into this wow. situation with her husband because she, I mean, she feels like she had experienced the healing mm-hmm. um, uh, and the hope of uh, of Jesus, mm. you know, uh, through prayer. And so now they're they're praying for him. We're praying for him. And so, anyways, just to just to, you never know. You know, I think about this a lot. But maybe, maybe they needed the their they needed their faith strengthened. Yeah, right. To walk into this next season yeah. with her husband and wherever he is right now. And so, um, wow. yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. But that's one of those things. We didn't know her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I never met her before in my life. You'd never met her. I don't think Jilly, mm-hmm. you were there too. Weren't I you? Was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And that was just a moment where we were able to come together around someone that was hurting, mm-hmm. that needed prayer, that needed, and um, God showed up. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Can yeah. you think of any other times that you've seen the Lord just answer something small, huge? Um, well, a lot of people know my story, but my husband and I were separated after about a year and a half of marriage, and we both came to know the Lord during that time and mm-hmm. got back together. But things weren't always easy, you right. know, and even recently, you know, we were both begging God to breathe fresh life into mm-hmm. our relationship. And right. God answered and right. delivered. And um, I mean, I feel like today I can say that we have a stronger bond than we ever have in 17 years of right. marriage. And I know that it's just from, you know, begging God to come through and yeah. to work and to continue to restore us. And that's a, I mean, that's a huge thing in my yeah. life. That I, I mean, I'm really interested because this is something that you, I mean, I would say that that's something that you had been praying for for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think it's so good to know that um, persistence yeah, don't in give prayer, up. steadfast, like mm-hmm. keep leaning in. Like when you think, I mean, and um, there's going to be moments in life, you know, where you feel like you're you're praying and, and, and the words that you're saying are just hitting the ceiling right. and falling back now. And um, and not forgetting that, yeah, it's a process and God's wanting to teach you and grow you, that if he was just to answer it today, mm-hmm. there may be something that you would miss That's right. Um, right. in that. There's something that you, there may be a way you wouldn't grow yeah. if he just answered your prayer right then and yeah. there. And so I think just, I want to say, I mean, that's an, it's an unbelievable story, but it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. Right. You know, right. and I think that's should be an encouragement to people who are dealing with heavy things, maybe mm-hmm. in their own marriage or mm-hmm. heavy things in their, their own life that, Hey, persistent, you right. know? Oh, so that's okay, such so a good work. Well, I was just no, going to go say it. with that, um, God doesn't always answer the way we want him to. Right. Yeah. I mean, those are both stories that, you know, we saw yeah. his power, but when he doesn't, and, yeah. and I think the importance of prayer is not so much about the answer, mm-hmm. But it's the relationship right. with him, oh, right. and totally. that he draws totally. us into that in a yeah. way that we we can't get Andy when mm-hmm. if he were to answer it just like right. that. Yeah. So Brooke, you brought up something that, that made me think of Julie calling us out all in the last episode. So let's do a quick update, real uh, quick. Uh, <laughs> last oh, yeah. episode, yeah. Julie, you challenged us. I did. How about we pray? We had a great conversation about marriage and mm-hmm. all this stuff at the yeah. end of last episode, but you challenged us to pray with our spouses. Mm-hmm. So, Julie, how's that been going? It's been going great. That's us. awesome. How about for y'all? That's yeah. awesome. We have, and it's been really, really yeah. neat because it's it's something that we have, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. set aside time to do that yeah. we had not. Well, I'll say for before. us, that's something that's always I mean, been hard for us to do. I don't know why. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, that's for us, too, and, I, and not consistently, I guess right, is the word right. I'm for. Yeah. So, this past week has been the most consistent, you know, and it's been what's been great about it, it has made me think, like, in the hard moments. Yeah. Hey, let me stop and pray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hey, let's let's not let the enemy get in here, get a foothold, drive a wedge, whatever. And uh, yeah, so just a little update. It's, well, been, it is it's been going be- decent. Not perfect, but well, it's absolutely been, um, not. But yes, it, there's a steps. difference, isn't there? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. I mean, this morning, you know, we had a tizzy, I don't know what you call little <laughs> whatever, about something so small. Mm-hmm. And my gut reaction at first is, 
I'm gonna make this a big deal. Yeah. But then, oh. but then yeah. I was like, I heard Julie. I mean, I heard the Holy Spirit in my ear. That's I'm gonna make this a big said. deal. Holy <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> I was like, all right, we gotta, we gotta pray. So I just went over and I sat on the couch and held her hand and come on. And um, I just, I couldn't pray out loud, but I just sat there and prayed, and it was. You know, it changes things. Yeah, it and absolutely that, does. That vulnerability mm-hmm. before the Lord with your right. spouse mm-hmm. too. Like, I found Randy praying about things that I didn't know that he yeah. was struggling with, and mm-hmm. same for me. And it just helped us align our hearts together yes. right. with God, which was, I mean, it really strengthened our relationship. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, y'all give me another week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll just do it. We'll do another update. Yeah, well, y'all, let me week. update you guys next week. I'll tell uh, you how amazing it was. <laughs> next uh, episode, I'm going to FaceTime Kristen, and we're just going to ask hashtag her. Hashtag fail. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so in the book, uh, he gives 20 examples of the early church. Uh, there's Kristen. Let's just ask her. She, she just called. Let's not was ask that her. Susan? No, um, that was not Susan. All right, so uh, not Brooke Susan. His mom's name is Susan, too. So anyways, in the book, David gives 20 examples of the early church praying together. Um, and here's here's my question. How can we pray with people? It just be part of what we do with our relationship with people and it not be weird. Okay, yeah. not be weird. So I think back to high school. Uh, man, again, praise the Lord. My parents took me to church every time the doors are open. It was super important to us. And I remember in high school, my dad first started wanting to do like family devotions. And I remember how weird it was at first, mm-hmm. like, just because we'd never done it before. Mm. Praise God, he started. If you like, it's never too late to start. Right. I just remember how weird it was. And even now, like, it's easy for me to get together with friends and hang out and do things we're interested in and talk about things, you know, that don't matter for eternity. But it's really hard for prayer to be just a normal part of what mm-hmm. I do with other believers outside mm-hmm. of something programmed, like a discipleship group, which I'm a huge fan and advocate for. But how can we how can we make that a rhythm of our life that's not weird? Is that is that a decent way to ask that question? Julie, this is where I need your wisdom. Well, I, I'm, I'm just <laughs> thinking through the question for a minute. But one thing that I have started doing, I, I for so long mm-hmm. would be guilty of, saying, I'll pray for you right. and leaving, mm, yeah. you know, and the Lord has stopped me in my mm-hmm. tracks with that to say, no, do it right now. Right. Yeah. Totally. So it, it may seem weird, yeah. but still I'm being obedient to do right. it. Cause if I tell somebody I'm going to pray, right. I want to do it on, uh, at the moment. Cause I'll forget it if I yeah. walk away. And here's right. the thing. The more we do that, the less weird it gets. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, I'll tell you what, I was a recipient mm-hmm. of that one time mm-hmm. um, while I was sick. Um, and it was a Sunday morning. And one of uh, one of my friends was um, playing on uh, with the team, and I hadn't seen him in a while. It was Nathan Pollard, and I just texted him and I said, "Dude, it's so good to see you. Like, uh, I wish I was there with you." And he sent me a text, and it was a sweet text. And he said, "Hey, I'm praying for you." I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" But then he followed up by sending me a voice oh, um, that's audio, cool. Aww, and that's it was okay. I'm trying not to get choked up. I mean, get it was it was it was awesome. Like. Yeah. I was a recipient of someone mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, I'm not going to just say I'm going to pray for Golly. you. I'm actually yeah. going to I'm actually going to record my my voice yeah. in a moment in a corner and I'm going to send it right. to you because I care for you." And I'm yeah. like, "Golly, how challenging is that?" Um, you so know, I, I received that, you know, okay. and how powerful that yeah. is. So. All right, so I may have mentioned this before and I don't care, I'm going to mention it again. So there's this this leadership thought of you you cultivate what you celebrate. You know, so I mm. I think 
I think for this to become something that is not weird, we one keep doing it, mm-hmm. and we talk, we share, share stories just like we are now mm-hmm. of this. And and one of the most impactful things for me, and I if I've said it again, I don't care. I'm saying it again. Uh, we were walking through a really hard season with one of the boys, and uh, I mean, good night, marriage, family, kid. It's just like it's tough, y'all. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know this, you, y- y'all know this. <laughs> and uh, it was just one of those things where I had to reach out to really the whole staff. Yep. Um, hundred of you and just asked y'all to pray. I took a day off. I stayed at home and I'll never forget walking out of my room. Like I, I couldn't hardly get myself out of the room that day. The one moment I did, I hear Julie and Candy just interceding at our doorstep mm. and just through the door. I was like, I was blown away mm-hmm. by, God. by the, just the, you know, intercessory prayers of the saints, you know? Mm. And so thank you. I mean, mm. that just, that meant the world to me. Mm. Um, and when we, when we got to go pray over our friend the other day, mm-hmm. like that meant the world to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we just do it. Yeah. We just do it. We, Gosh, just, we yeah. practice it. And, and I love what you said a minute ago that the, the more we do it, the less weird it becomes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we never know mm. for that person that we're praying with. Right what that means to them. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the thing, like, um, and I, and in that moment, I even thought this, like being sick and you, I'm sure you, yeah. we've all thought like this. It's like, Hey, if God doesn't come through, mm-hmm. like that's possible, mm-hmm. right. like to, to, to right. heal For sure. me and like to save my life, like here right. on earth, like it's possible that that didn't, that that didn't happen. But that moment, right was so was healing mm-hmm. even if it wasn't a physical healing yeah there was something spiritual about um yes yeah, someone interceding on right. on your behalf mm-hmm. and you may not maybe not win the battle physically but spiritually because i mean that was in a moment right where i was probably i mean it was a dark moment for me mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and hearing some another brother's voice right. you know saying things that i probably couldn't say myself right mm-hmm. it's so powerful and that so Take it, take take that step, even if it is yeah. weird, you yeah. know, because yeah. you don't know how that's going going to impact mm-hmm. or affect right. someone for a moment or the rest of their life. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Page thirty eight, just in in bold, right there. It talks about how uh, their prayer was not window dressing, mm. and this is this is probably one of the biggest things I'm processing in my prayer mm-hmm. life right now. I don't want prayers for the sake of routine anymore. Yeah. I don't want prayers for the sake of transitions prayers for the sake of hey this is when we've always prayed before a meal like i want Mm -hmm. real intimate communication Mm -hmm. with my father um so i'm just processing i wrote processing right Mm -hmm. there like what does that what does that look like for me Mm -hmm. you know i don't know Uh, yeah but that well and we somebody said i think it was you andy just a minute ago about the new testament church but he said here if we want to see power we must see prayer mm-hmm. and a statement that pastor robbie has mentioned several times has been one and y'all help me out with if we get wrong but that manly beasley had said what are you asking god for today today that if he doesn't come through with mm-hmm. you're done mm-hmm. yeah boy that has impacted me i that has yeah. become my prayer on right. a daily basis god I want to see you do something right. today, but it's not going to happen if you don't do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And and I've been convicted over that as far as my family goes, as right. far as my ministry goes. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Just, Lord, I want to see you do something that we can't even explain it. Right. We just want it to be you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm going to transition to chapter six real okay. quick. So chapter six, and but because of something you just said, Julie. Okay. Chapter six, the title is Building Praying Leaders. Okay, so obviously he wrote this book with kind of us in mind, maybe church leaders, you know, helping a, you know other people learn how to pray. But I wrote to the side of this, Building Praying Family, mm, right? So yeah. Julie, you have mentioned this in every episode, how I got a fly buzzing around my face, by the way. You have mentioned this every time for some reason about the disciples if they ask Jesus, sorry, Thank if you, you, if, it to me. <laughs> if you are not watching this right now, you're just listening. You're like, he cannot talk. It's the 12th grade moment at Fuge Camp again. No, I got a fly buzzing around my face. Anyways, you've said multiple times about how the disciples asked Jesus one thing, and that was to teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. And I was at a conference a couple weekends ago, and the Lord just hit me that I teach my boys how to do all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I teach them how to play football even though I don't know how to play football, Blaze playing football. I teach them how to play soccer. I teach them how to work on with their hands. I teach them how to do math problems. I teach them how to ride dirt bikes. Like I teach them how to do all these things, but am I teaching my boys how to pray? Mm. Like if the disciples, I, there's nothing else I should be teaching them right now mm. more important than how to pray. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so the, the question I'm chewing on is how do I build a praying family? Julie, your challenge to pray with our spouse. I mean, the Lord used that. Mm. And I mean, that was just one of the steps in in this process of getting me to this realization that, man, I have a responsibility as a dad to train. Imagine if my boys at five, seven and nine learn how to pray Mm -hmm. and not routine before a meal, before a test, before game prayers, but like communication with their father. Yeah. Yeah, And man. My oldest son, who is adopted, struggles with his identity and who he is Mm -hmm. and his place in this world. How will that change his life Mm -hmm. if he learns Mm -hmm. how to have fellowship with Mm -hmm. his Heavenly Father? Absolutely. And I I will say, because I am the oldest amongst us, Mm. but um, I wish... I mean, you guys have a lot of life left that the Lord, you know, lets you live. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about our family. And and we were in ministry at the time. And you can get so busy doing ministry. Right. Oh, my gosh. That, right. that you know, you, mm-hmm. you fail to do, remember the things that, that help fill you. And, have, and and this prayer thing is a real deal uh, right. for all of us, whether you're in ministry or not. That That is where the power comes from. Right. And um, so... It is a discipline, and I think that's a word that we hate to mm-hmm. yeah. use, but it really is. Yeah. We do have to learn mm-hmm. how to do that so that it becomes yeah. routine, and then it's just something that we're thinking about through yeah. the day. You know, you bring up a good point. Robbie said this uh, last week when we were um, in Arkansas. He said, you know, that many of us, you know, as leaders have fallen in love with um, the ministry of God mm-hmm. more than the God of the ministry. Right. Essentially, it was something like that. Yeah, and I, and I think it's a good. Um, sometimes you know, my kids, you know, they don't have the, um, they don't have like the mental capacity right now. I th- I think to to understand just everything that I do, right. but they understand that Daddy works. You mm-hmm. know, they understand that Daddy works for the church. Mm-hmm. Um, they come to church and they they see the church worshiping and right. everything like that. And I, you bring up a good point of how easy it is to teach them about the ministry of God. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, right. the, the ministry of God will fail you. Right. And will make you mad and bring mm-hmm. out all kinds of things um, without teaching them the God of the ministry. Yes. That mm-hmm. will never fail you. That's right. right. 
And I'm just convicted right now, mm-hmm. just right. as I'm as I'm as I'm hearing this and speaking that I have such an an opportunity, but also like I have to protect my children. Right. Um, that when when things at work don't go well, like when things are may may seem like they're falling apart in ministry, mm-hmm. God never fails. That's right. right. And so me I need to protect their relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord. Right. Um, and so, and I'm just convicted right now, mm-hmm. not that my job's falling apart or anything yeah. like that, but ministry is tough. And sometimes mm-hmm. we can be teaching our kids, right. Mm-hmm. The ministry of what the ministry of God is and not mm-hmm. the God of the ministry. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I don't a, care what you do with ministry or not. You know, I was just thinking as you were talking, um, how impactful would it be even as husband and wife mm-hmm. when your kids are seeing you mm-hmm. argue even right. to mm-hmm. pause and say, you know, we need to, we need to pray mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. modeling it right before them is they're no, they're small and they're not going to get it yet, but they will one day, yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Totally. And the thing, and now that I have grown children, the thing that I'm just in awe of the Lord for, cause we did so many things wrong, but just the fact that now I see them trying to teach mm-hmm. their children, you mm-hmm. know, those things. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, Brooke, you you said something earlier when we we're talking about hobbies, mm-hmm. and you said that you one of your hobbies is working out, and that you've been doing it for the past year, and at first it wasn't easy and it wasn't fun, but now you enjoy it, and maybe you don't even enjoy it so much as you enjoy mm-hmm. the, the benefits of it. Life. And when we're talking about our prayer life and discipling our families and and it becoming just part of who we are, Mm -hmm. you might be thinking, man, I don't want to do that. (laughs) That's hard. I can't Mm -hmm. obtain that. But it's like any discipline. crave it mm-hmm. and next thing you know you enjoy it mm-hmm. and then you miss it when you you mm-hmm. don't get to pray mm-hmm. and then you start seeing the benefits of it in your life and you know and I'm okay you said one of the things about your hobby is having other people who help you along that mm-hmm. so if you're struggling with your prayer life not to just make a shameless plug for discipleship groups, but Absolutely. here's a shameless plug for discipleship mm-hmm. groups like yeah. Yeah. what better opportunity yeah for you to get a couple ladies around you mm-hmm. and and spur you on in this in this area mm-hmm. all in all areas but mm-hmm. in this area as well what mm-hmm. what better men for mm-hmm. us to put ourselves in a a, a surrounding where we're going to have other guys keeping us accountable like the best thing i did for my marriage was get into a discipleship mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. because it helps me be in the word and the more i'm in the word the more i become like the lord i'm yeah. not perfect right but uh the more I'm, I'm, the Lord is sanctifying me, mm-hmm. and I'm becoming more like Jesus. Um, the better husband I am, father I am, etc. Totally. Yeah, and I, none of us are perfect. Right. Never will be. But that accountability we've talked about this mm-hmm. before, so I'm not going to belabor that. But just that is so important that yeah. we have people around us yeah. to encourage yeah. us. Earlier to, this year, when we did that, was it 20 days of prayer 21 and days? 21 of days devotion, of prayer yeah. and fasting. I did that with the church, but mm-hmm. my D group met regularly right. throughout that period. And it was one of the most impactful times in my whole life. Yeah. Just we would get together, you know, we were fasting from different things, but right. just the prayer, even getting together and praying, we were praying bold prayers, believing mm-hmm. God for do, you know, for coming through and doing huge yeah. things. And it was 
it was life changing, honestly. Right. And I was also going to say, Julie challenged me a long time ago, kind of rewinding back to kids. I used to say like, it was really hard for me to find the time to get in the word. Cause it, I, I feel mm. like when I'm, when I want to have time with the Lord, I need yeah. it to be quiet. I need it. I need to like get my mm-hmm. head, you know, tuned out of everything else. But that's hard when you have little kids. So yeah, I talked to Julie about it. This was years ago. And, and she was like, do it anyway. If they mm-hmm. come in and interrupt, like what better right. thing for them to see than their yeah. mama sitting on the couch with Sheesh. their Bible open. Right. I'm laughing. If, I'm thinking like, have I yelled at my kids for interrupting my time? With I know. Jesus? I know. Like, <laughs> what kind of example was I probably doing? I that? know. <laughs> but that's so true. Just yeah. them seeing you, you know. Yeah. Do what you're doing with the mm-hmm. Lord and hey, letting them experience that. My grandmother, I, I, I can, I remember specifically, it still just impacts me. Like, um, but I remember seeing my grandmother, she'd sit back, uh, she'd, uh, she'd smoke Virginia Slims and she'd have a Bible. <laughs> There's that win Arkansas again, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> she, but she's a, she's a, she was a pillar of our family now. Yeah. And her house was always had angels everywhere. And like, mm-hmm. you know, um, she, this, this woman was a woman of God, mm-hmm. you know, y'all, you know, you've been around people right? that just have that about them, that when mm-hmm. you're in their presence, like, Oh, there's something different mm-hmm. about them. And yeah. I remember, I remember seeing my grandmother talk to the Lord mm-hmm. and, uh, I thought it was weird mm-hmm. whenever I was a kid. Right. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, she wasn't just thinking. She was actually like moving her lips, talking to the Lord. She wasn't with a lot of people. It was just her and the Lord having communication. Mm. I'll wow. never forget that. All right. Well, listen, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up, but I want you to mark your calendars. All right, January 9th, two thousand twenty-two, y'all. Like two thousand twenty-two is right around the corner, which is crazy. But January 9th, 2022, we're going to start 21 days of devotion again that Brooke was just talking about. I'm telling you, last year it was mm. it was the jump start to uh, the next level mm. of my walk with the Lord. So mm. uh, mark your calendars for that. You don't want to miss it. And uh, and let's let's talk, have continuous conversation about discipleship groups. We want to help you get plugged in. Absolutely. We In the new year, like what better time to start a new discipline when we're thinking about, you know, things that we want to do. So maybe pray about if a discipleship group is the right next step for you. And I'm going to drop all the information below about where you can find that information and how you can get plugged in. And we'd love to help you, you know, figure that out. So uh, thank you guys and ladies again for, for joining us on this episode. Thank you guys for hanging out and we'll see you on the next episode.